Ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, leisure. Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Lisa. And I'm Sojana. And today's episode is an interesting one. We are going back to our roots and doing a Get to Know Us 101 episode. In this episode, we're going to ask each other random questions and see how we react. It should be fun and exciting. And we hope that our listeners have a great time tuning in. We did get some feedback from some listeners that they missed when we did the questions at the end. Remember when we back in the day? Yes, a year the ago. original OG episodes. <laughs> We've evolved so much. But they were like, oh, why don't you ask questions anymore? And it's days like this, LaJana, where we've tried for an hour to record. We also tried yesterday to record. And we're running into technical difficulties that are beyond our leisurely lady capabilities, where we're just like, why don't we do all the things? Why aren't we doing everything? So today, it's let's ask each other the most random but nut questions we could find. And let's yep. see how we do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then we- it'll be lovely. All right. Can I go first? Absolutely. Okay. What's a piece of clothing you won't let go of? Oh, I am a Johnny. Actually, this is so funny. So I have this, it's like a light crew neck. It's not a sweatshirt. It's thinner material than that, but it has like flowers all over it. It's very like Spanish inspired and Johnny hates this shirt. He's like, <laughs> it's just so loud. And he's like, if this shirt magically goes missing, I, I don't, I'll never know what happened to it, but I love it. I think it's like such a fun shirt. So it's not going anywhere. And like, I wore it for like four days straight the other week. So that is my little item of clothing. What about you? I have a Sailor Moon t-shirt that I've had since high school. Like the Sailor Moon characters are even like kind of fringing off to the sides a little bit. And it's not even made of comfy t-shirt material. It's like this elastic, like probably went to space kind of material. (laughs) I got it at Hot Topic. And so it just like always reminds me. It is also a little stretchy. So when I put it on, it makes me feel like maybe I haven't gained 30 pounds since high school. Yeah, Maybe maybe that wasn't a thing. (laughs) Maybe not. That's always very exciting. <laughs> I did, I don't know though that it inspires love from my significant other as well, where they look at me and they're like, yes, that's love. You're just wearing I love. I mean, yeah. I mean, Johnny literally, he's like, you're wearing that again. Like, and he really doesn't like comment much on fashion, but this one shirt, he is just, he hates it. <laughs> he's very clear about how much he hates it. I mean, I kind of think of like things that I don't like on Alex. Oh, there was one shirt. It was gray. It had like some like mediocre design on the front. The problem was there were like three moth eaten holes, like right in mid back. And I was like, that is clearly falling apart. And he's like, yeah, but like, it's good to like do yard work. And I was like, so is any t-shirt you have tons of t-shirts. You are pooping t-shirts. So I I think he may have gotten rid of that one. I haven't seen it recently or it may be buried. And he's just like, he he takes it down, just sniffs it. And he's like, that's so funny. I have, I follow this girl and she 
she's like a curvy, like whatever, body positive kind of lady. Anyways, she, her husband, Stevie, she like decided, oh, it's like quarantine time. I'm going to take the liberty of like cleaning everything. And she put like, went through her husband's like old t-shirts and stuff and like put them in a bag and was making a stack of things to like donate at some point. And her husband discovered like this bag of his t-shirts and he had not, he really hadn't worn it for like any of these shirts, like for, for like at least a year. And he saw this bag and now on purpose is wearing each t-shirt. <laughs> Just to prove a point. And it's like the, the one t-shirt was like a third eyed blind t-shirt, <laughs> which he never even listened to until he met her. <laughs> So, yeah, kind of funny. I thought it was kind of a funny story, but I feel like if I did that to Johnny, he would be like, "What? Why did you touch my stuff? Like, what? What were you thinking?" There was a period <laughs> where I was wearing some of Alex's t-shirts because I was in my chunky stage, and his t-shirts fit more comfortably than some of my lady sizes. That's in air quotes. All my lady sizes mean we're going to make you feel like a big chubby wumby, mm-hmm. and I think he saw me in the gym wearing one of his shirts that he really liked, and he was like. Why, why would you wear that to the gym? I was like, what? Oh, what? It's a t-shirt. He's like, yeah, but that's the nice t-shirt. I'm wearing one of the loser t-shirts. And it was like, so funny how we categorize, like, it's like, these are my nice leggings and these are my crappy leggings. But you're like, they're still leggings. Like how nice could they be? How nice could they be? Yeah. Are these the Lululemon ones or like the Lululemon ones? Which one? Yeah. Which Lulu? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. All right. Do you have a question for for the group then? For the group, I do. This is a what if scenario question. Okay. okay, so I I just thought it was kind of like an interesting thought, and I always like thinking, like getting more clearance on clarity on how like people think. So, if you had to have chopsticks for fingers. <laughs> Or Mike Tyson going Rambo style manhunt for you, what would you prefer? <laughs> okay, I have a question. What is he gonna do once he finds me? Kill you. Oh, well, I, yeah, I don't like beat you up like Rambo style judo chops and stuff. I don't know. I mean, Rambo style. So then Wrestling. the question is, like, how smart is he? Or would he, would he be like me and throw money at this problem? Like, would he hire a private eye who could probably find me very quickly? And am I actually good at hiding? I don't think I am pretty good at hiding. So then it's, I don't think you have the liberty of like, this is just a pure, like he's coming for you and you got to figure it out how you're going to survive. Like you don't get to hire like bodyguards to protect you against Mike Tyson. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I'm terrible at chopsticks. But I feel it like would be, chopsticks would be all your fingers. So like, just think can't bend only like, yeah. I mean, like, like how would you even like zip up stuff? I guess you would like stick a whole one of the chopsticks in any of the hole. I don't know. But like contacts, like that wouldn't work really well. <laughs> I, but I could hire like someone's on Craigslist to put crap in my eyes. Right. Like here, your jobs are yeah, to put contacts so. in my eyes. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> to put my shoesies on, or maybe I should just train my children to do that. This is a hard one. I'm going to say about it. If you had chopsticks, like how would you like go, do a little self-loving, like a little DJ action, action with chopstick? Oh, I feel like, I feel like that, that you would just stick things at the end of it. Oh yeah. A little vibrator. <laughs> yeah. Like now I have like five vibrator hands. It's fine. <laughs> They're all great questions. I think I'm going to go with chopstick hands because I feel like I can make some really cool artwork and become a YouTube star on like things I could do with my chopstick hands. And it would become my new lady of leisure with chopstick hands. I love it. That's great. I feel like it also would be like, it would be like Edward Scissorhands, but like upgraded version. (laughs) Yeah. And also we talked about how we want to do a Ted talk. I'm pretty sure I get my own Ted talk if I have chopstick hands instantly. That's right. like, you didn't even, you wouldn't even have to really work up to that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All chopstick hand people matter. Right. Here's what I learned about self-esteem with my chopstick hands. <laughs> Also, I am in all these sushi competitions because I can pick up so many pieces of sushi. (laughs) Okay. Would you be chopstick hands too? I think I'd go with Mike Tyson, Rambo. Oh, I like the idea of chopstick hands, but like, I don't know, Mike Tyson, like it would be kind of interesting to see, can I like trick him? Like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. And that could be your TED talk. Like, yeah, I survived a Mike right. Tyson Rambo style hunt. Like, right. he's like three hundred something pounds. I'm very fragile, as we know. I'm just so dainty. <laughs> <laughs> not trying to lose thirty pounds or anything. No, no, we're not doing Weight Watchers right now for any reason other than yeah. trying. Yeah, I'm just trying. I just want a challenge. <laughs> And that is that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's my question for you. Ready? What is the worst song in the world? Okay. I think right now I'm just over frozen. Like, yes, (laughs) I'm with everyone that it does get you, you know, like it is catchy. It lets you just like belt out your soul. But like, so does every Aretha Franklin song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and is is it like uh, referencing "Let It Go" or like the new Frozen songs? Oh, I don't even know about the new Frozen oh, songs. Okay. No, I just know "Let It Go." I, I'm not that hip yet, but okay. I just no. feel like I've heard "Let It Go" so many times, and I don't even have children. Like, yes, I have. I'm associated with people that have children, but like, I'm just tired of it. And I feel like every parent probably also is very tired of it. <laughs> right. The kids want to listen to it on repeat. It's like the kid version of like meth. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So luckily I can play into the unknown and there's another one, like something if Elsa has like a big gut, gut wrenching song or something. And Johnny knows that he likes into the unknown and the Olaf song. And then he knows my favorite is like the Elsa belted out. So like that's sometimes cute, but so I'm, I would say let it go doesn't bother me nearly as much because now we're on to new Frozen. But yeah, I think that's a good choice. My nice. choice is probably going to hurt you a little bit. Go ahead. <laughs> so it is Dave Matthews 
singing satellite. Uh huh. <laughs> and the reason it came to mind this week was I heard a band doing copies. Why am I forgetting the a cover? Cover, a cover of it. Yeah. And I love the song. Like I thought the song was great. It's really his voice. And <laughs> when he comes on, and he's like, only a voice that expands across what? generations. <laughs> I was like, oh, just his, his voice. I'm like, (laughs) so yeah, I'm going to go with that one. (laughs) Okay. I like it. Okay. So my question is, do you believe in soulmates? Oh, this is a great one. I do. My husband doesn't. He thinks he could just find some rando, not as perfect (laughs) as me. Cause we had this conversation where I said, Basically, the universe wanted us to get together because we met. We could have met at our college, JMU. We were the same major. He was just a couple years ahead. We never did. And then yeah. randomly, we met in North Dakota, where there's only six hundred fifty thousand people on a good day in the entire yeah. state. <laughs> so, and then we happened to be in the same program, geography. And again, it had been a few years. He just happened to go back to school after a couple of years of industry. And then his goal was to always like come back to this area after. And that was my goal too. And I was like, obviously we're soulmates. And he would argue no. But then I think my love of Sailor Moon, most romance novels, my love of the force in Star Wars points to (laughs) soulmates. Soulmates are real. They're just real. So that is so interesting because I'm with Alex. Like I, <laughs> I, I've never loved anyone. Like I love Johnny, but I do feel like I've loved others like in a deep way. And I don't know, like, I guess I think about like when people, like if somebody passed, if like a widow, for example, and then get remarried, like, I don't know. I mean, then do you negate the first person you were with? Like, does it that I go down a spiral of like, well, was your first love real or was it? And then it just make like, basically it leads me to think that I believe you can be compatible and love somebody more than one person in terms of your soul. So yes. Yeah. And I, but I do like the idea. It just seems like idea. also. And I, I do agree with you. Like, Cause I think Alex and I had a day where we like went down that rabbit hole where we're like, okay, so I die and then someone else shows up, but it was at the universe, like, oh, you're without a soul. All right. Let me go in my bucket of souls and dig the next one. out. <laughs> let's let me like revamp this one for you. Or it turns out there was always like a backup out there and you happen to get the backup of like, <laughs> so we went down there and I still was like, yeah, but. I also like believe a lot in luck. Like there's just, there's just something about the universe that has like a luck principle to it. And so maybe it's a little bit more less soul meeting and more luck because yeah, when you start looking at the greater strategic of how do soulmates work? And let's say, you know, something happens to Alex or me, would we find someone? Oh, I definitely think I could find someone to love but would it be the same compatibility? That's where I think I, 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 I would, I, I love everyone. I love every house I see. I love all kinds of things. I'm pretty sure I'd be. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, and I, I guess I also think about like, if something had, like you also, you don't know what you don't know, right? Like this world has like a bajillion people 
on it. So like you can't necessarily with certainty or like a high degree of certainty say like, Oh yeah. Like I I've, there's another soulmate, like, you know, that your other soulmate doesn't exist somewhere else in another person. Or so. on the moon or Mars. I haven't checked there. My I haven't checked there either. Who knows? Sad. Maybe in the ocean. Like Aquaman's I, pretty hot. So <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I could have a merman out there waiting for me and Alex is holding me back. <laughs> <laughs> Just so rude. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was a good question. I like that one. Thank you. All right. What do you always procrastinate on? Literally everything in my <laughs> life. <laughs> I, yeah. So, well, that's not true. I like to get paperwork done. I stress about paperwork stuff getting done. Oh. <sighs> like, like passport, like things that are really critical. But I basically, like, we have that, stand, like, running joke of, like, oh, that's future Slojana's problem. Like, <laughs> yes. future Slojana thrives on procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> I was like this in school, too. Like, I would have, like, a 40-page, like, intelligent, like, a, like, an assessment due or, like, a briefing book or whatever. and. I would literally start the research maybe like the day before and then the next day write the paper and then submit it on the third day. And it would be like the professor would give it like the assignment on like day two of the beginning of the semester. So (laughs) I don't know. I don't. And honestly, it's, it's not the ideal situation. Like I had tried to write papers like in chunks where it's like okay I will write a paragraph today and paragraph tomorrow and blah 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 but like I guess like it's hard for me to come back to that train of thought like when I'm in it I'm just in it and I'm just gonna knock it out like out and I think that I was negatively reinforced because my procrastination behavior was never like really negatively affected like I know I usually ended up getting like a B or like A or B maybe sometimes a C and honestly I was like fine with it so (laughs) but I never got like an outright like D or an F on a paper so I was like well it's fine I'm doing great in the class so I never (laughs) changed my ways and I, I feel like to this day, I, I like do the same thing. I don't, I'll like need to like make a PowerPoint for a presentation or something. And I'll be like, yeah, so I'll just do it the night before <laughs> unless it needs like severe approval. And then I'll do it like two days before. Too, and that's all she wrote. So I, yeah. yeah, as you were going through that, I realized there was a point in college where I didn't procrastinate. And I was that person that was like, Paragraph today, paragraph tomorrow. I'll hand it in two weeks early. That's amazing. I wanted to be that person so badly. Well, and I in grad school, I remember like Alex was procrastinating on his thesis. And then I remember I was like, oh yeah, I'm done with that. 
And now I've done the reverse. Like I know I get projects at work and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do all the research, 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 plan, plan, plan. And it's really procrastinating because I don't need to do that much research at the, at some point it's just me wasting time, but saying like, oh, I'm doing more research. Yeah. And then I slam it together. I'm like, and then it shows up and I'm like, ta-da. Yeah. (laughs) And I am having flashbacks of my mom doing her thesis for grad school and like her print offs. She's like, I need to go. And like, she's wants the printer to like move fast. And I was like, I now have, I'm at that point in my life. I don't know that I, I, I'm trying to think of anything I do ahead of time. That's like super, maybe like sometimes fun stuff, like for the podcast. Cause we have like a week to do things. I'll be like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to do something fun. If it's fun, I might do it. And I'm not paperwork. You said paperwork you'll do right away. I, I won't do paperwork. It's like, I have to have a full energy day in order to like knock everything out. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I wish I was better at it. I just, I don't know. Like when it comes to certain things like projects, I, I think I'm just like, I almost like thrive on like the danger of like, will I actually accomplish it? Like, but why? Like, why do I need to add stress to myself? Like, yeah, you live life on the edge. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Your turn. Okay. (laughs) My other question is what do you find? Sorry. These are kind of like classic extrovert, all relationship driven questions. (laughs) (laughs) What is the first thing and it doesn't necessarily have to be like romantically driven, but what is the first thing that you notice about a person? Oh, I will usually notice their smile. So if they're not smiling at me, I'm like, why don't you like me? This seems- <laughs> I'm very likable and I don't know why you don't like me. <laughs> I will also notice people's eyes unless they have glasses. If they have okay. glasses, it's almost like I can't see their like a shield. <laughs> yeah. And then it's almost like aura is a terrible word, but like almost like a whole package, like a the snap judgment you make, like, oh, is this person dressing like an emo? Is this person clearly not care about like their image? Does this is this person trying too hard? So like the yeah. the perspective they're giving off. That's usually like where it goes. And I'll even make mental notes that later I'm like, huh that person portrays himself like this. And then by the end of the conversation, I'm like, oh, these are very interesting things. Like there, there was more to it than all that. Yeah. Cool. That's very interesting. I feel like I do similar. I feel like, well, I'm an ENFJ. So I aggressively judge first, which is not my strength. (laughs) I mean, I'm judging their auras. I'm like, oh yeah. (laughs) I'm like physically judging them, even though like I have no right to judge anybody. Like it's just awful. I don't know, but this is I not will notice favorite. a bubble butt on a dude. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mandalory, which I feel very strongly against. <laughs> Unless it's like <laughs> a nice watch and a ring. Like <laughs> it takes a certain type of man to wear any additional jewelry beyond that. <laughs> yeah. Like I won't notice watches or anything like that, but I will notice if a wallet implant is on top of a bubble butt. Oh yeah. Of, that- yeah. Cause most of the time it's just like a flatness back there. Like man pants aren't really helping most mm-hmm. situations. And then if you have a wallet implant on top of a bubble butt, I was like, that is extra. You don't need that. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's bulge where it need, doesn't need to be. You know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> Switch it to the front. Switch it to the front. <laughs> and only when you're excited to see me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't be lying with your wallet. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, cause, and I think it's also driven out of interest, but I always like, I mean, I like fashion and I like, like, a nice appear. I don't know. I'm a Libra. I'm driven to like beauty. So I like when I see someone that's like really put together, like feels like it gives me the, I mean, it's that first snapshot. It's like, I'm like, Oh, this person has their shit together. So I guess, I don't know. I generally try to carry myself like that, but like also I'm a hot mess express. So like, <laughs> you know, there's that. Like when you were saying put together, I realized that like my outfit two days ago was like the exact opposite. It was like a flowy, like tunic with like this sequined sweater on top of it. Cause it was kind of cold. <laughs> and then these leggings that were camo print with like my butt ugly sneakers. And I was like, yep, this is happening. I'm walking my dog. This is how we're going. This is a mom outfit. <laughs> this is like hope is gone. Hope is gone. I've, I've given up. Right. <laughs> There's no coming back from this. Right. I'm just so comfy. Yeah, this is just happening. I threw clothes. I'm ready. <laughs> I deserve this. I brought two humans into this world and gave like two years of my body to them. You are welcome, world. Watch <laughs> this mess happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all have our days, I think. But, you know, physical, like superficial things aside, I also really like, I, I notice a smile as well. I think that that's like one of those things that really can entice a person, no matter of like how they dress. Otherwise, like it'll, it, it's inviting, it's warming. It gives you the opportunity. It shows you like the signal of like, Hey, I'm willing to talk to you versus like a very stoic face where you're like, exactly like you said, like, do you like me? Should I even try to talk to you? Do you want to be left alone? Like it just leaves a lot of questions for right. me personally. <laughs> right. So, I, and I was just thinking in this time of social distancing, when we're on Zooms with people or duo or whatever your shtick is, what accessories people have, I'm now driven by. So it's not necessarily their appearance, but like I was talking to someone and then they, and I didn't really know them that well. And they picked up a mason jar and was drinking out of it. And I was like, hold up. What are you trying to tell me by you drinking out of a mason jar? <laughs> and they were thrown off because I actually did ask them that. <laughs> And they were like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I didn't even notice. I have my water bottle right here, but I went for the mason jar. I was like, you have several items that have water in it right next to your desk. I'm fascinated by all this. So I think now it's like extra accessories that tells me something about the person. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. All right. So let's see. All right. I'm going to go for, uh, let's see. What's a good question. Okay. If you could change one thing from your past, what would it be? Oh, I would have been smarter about college. I, you know, was young and dumb and just wanted the college experience. But actually what I would have done is I would have tried to go to community college like early in my senior year of high school kind of thing and get more credits. And then also get like, once I was done in high school, I would finish out and get 
the like general ed classes out of the way. And then I would have registered to the school I did go to, but only done the like core classes that I needed to do. So I probably would have saved thousands and boatloads of cash monies and wouldn't be paying student loans still. But you know, hindsight is 2020 and I had like a really great experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It just cost me like everything, not like everything, but like the, you know, the price of a a little house somewhere in podunk town. (laughs) And you know, you're like watching people graduate now and they're like, I just need the experience or I'm just so excited. You want to be like, oh my gosh. I, if somebody gave me a pedestal to talk to college, like prospective college students, I would be like, yes, let me tell you kids, (laughs) go to vocational school. You'll always be employed (laughs) (laughs) and probably, and you'll be making so much more out the gates and then you could do that for a while and then get a bunch of experience and then just go to a, like another school if you want to get a different degree or something. I don't know. It just, from a financial perspective, I just feel like I made a bad choice. <laughs> but that said, I guess I can make the opposite argument that, you know, it got me the job. It got me into the door for the current job that I have. And I love my job. So yeah. And there's that. We not have met and had existential crises together and yeah. ladies of leisure. So good. I'm glad this yeah. happened. All right. That's great. That's yeah. right. Mine is also a little bit college related. I wish I had taken more art classes. So as it was, I took art history, like two classes there and a drawing class that was taught by a graduate assistant. It was not great. I'm like, she was like, you should just draw and like would wave her hands around in a magical oh, manner. And I was like, no, no, I'm actually trying to learn but cool. All right. So I wish I'd taken more art classes because I feel like in middle school, my art teacher had given me feedback. I don't think she meant to, that was like, Hey, you're not really good at art. And like the really good people, like take art. Yeah. She didn't come out and say it, but like, she was like, well, this, this, and like all, a lot of positive feedback went to the people that like were already really good. So I think I, I kind of had that in the back of my mind. Like, oh, I don't need to take art classes. I can be crafty, but not art, like fine right. art type of thing. Yeah. But I was always really fascinated. Even now, like I, I like learn about art and like I'm trying to do a little bit more that's like art lab with like my kids and stuff. Like there, there, there was a book where it's like take cotton balls and just like smear paint around and do all this stuff. So yeah, that would be the one thing I would do. All right. How okay. about we do one more question, then we'll do pillars. That sounds good to me. Okay. Make it a good one. Okay. Okay. What do you see? Oh, no, I don't like that one. (laughs) I was going to ask you, where do you see yourself in five years? But that just feels too interviewee. Oh, my God. It's like you were part of my coffee talk with my work coworkers this week where we did career pathing. And where's your plan? One of them was like, oh, I'm going to run for councilman soon. I was like, oh, well, this is very different than what you're doing right now. And then another person was like, I'm having an existential crisis. And I was like, I would like an adult camp where I, (laughs) (laughs) where we have ladies of leisure full throttle. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. No, but I will ask you, who do you look up to? 
It could, Ooh. and you could make, and you know what? I'll even add the layer of they could be living or dead. Ooh. Okay. So I look up to the sky, <laughs> the end. Boom. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Cause so I would say it's going to be cliche, but definitely my mom. Yeah. No, Especially, I, I don't think it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's great. Well, cause like now, like I'll do small things and realize like, oh, I got these things from my mom, like wanting to always like better myself and take all these classes and try new things. But also the fact that she did that while raising kids and like knowing how hard it is to raise kids that are like resilient and like out of mind their own. The fact that she was doing all that and would let us kind of do our own thing and not, yeah. And not overdo it. Like when I hear people say like, oh, you know, my mom always like pushed me into like ballet and like, I didn't really want that, but she wanted it. Our parents would always give us like one thing to like work on. Yeah. And, and if we decide not to do it, they're like, well, you got to pick another thing. You got to do at least one thing. So I like, and there wasn't a whole lot of pressure if we were like, you know what? That's not my thing anymore. Yeah. And they would step in and give feedback. Like you kind of suck at that thing. Like, listen, Lisa, you can't do a pullover on the uneven bars. You're not going to (laughs) be a gymnast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think my parents did a similar, like any sports and stuff that we tried, they encouraged us. But they, if we were like, hey, I don't want to do this. Like they never forced us. Sometimes I wish they would have like been more like a little bit like assertive in that because like maybe I would have stuck with it and been like a soccer superstar, but like, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm just a wannabe athlete. <laughs> and then I would say the people I look up to besides like, you know, a homegrown one is when I see people both famous and then just in my regular life, like I'll have friends that I see like read a ton of books and can like have these like conversations about it. I'm like, oh, that person like sticks with books. But then like a good Brene Brown podcast will like look at her doing all the things. Also the podcasters that I've listened to that keep coming back, no matter how many like fans they are. And they're truly honest. Like the one we like is buy the book. And it's the two ladies that just are wide open with a lot of their issues. Yeah. Abandonment and other things, but it's in a way that's digestible and makes you like see them as humans. Yeah, absolutely. And just like the podcasters I met, like, and our fans, like I was asking some if they wanted to be a guest on Ladies of Leisure, because I know you're going to be leaving soon and I might need some Ladies of Leisure time. They were like, well, I don't consider myself a ladies of leisure. I'm like, oh my God, do you see all the things that you do on a regular basis? Yeah. And, and I'm like, you are, you are a beautiful lady of leisure or Lord of leisure. We have lots of Lords too. So That's right. yeah. So there's a lot of people. I think it shifts on an everyday basis. I have, I told you about how I send fan mail every day. No. Oh, actually. Yeah. You started doing some of that stuff a while back. Yeah. And we're so, trying to be more engaging, like with yeah. different 
Um, so like this week I sent off to the comic, wait, but why I really love their comic. I use it for my career development conversation and I sent it off to them and they're like, that's great. There was an author two days ago where I was like, I really enjoyed your book. This is what I enjoyed about it. Super great. She said, great. So I would say who I look up to, like it changes. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, that was so good. They have to know. I yeah, like, that's awesome. I, I love, love it. That. I think I'm also, I, I think I would actually cluster and put both of my parents, it's all driven because like they made such a huge sacrifice, the immigrant story, like all of that stuff. But like, they've always just, even like when I haven't liked their advice, I know their, their guidance and like their strength comes and comes from a good place, you know? So that's definitely kind of like that. Like you said, the homegrown, I think I also appreciate seeing a good leader. I personally like where we work i think our current director is great i think he is i appreciate seeing people that are able to be very strategic and well thought out but also human like uh, not like in this they don't have this kind of like untouchable i don't know aura around them but they're very like hey i'm just so and so I happen to be amazing at my job, but like, I am only, I'm like driven by people. And obviously like my perspective of that is very personal because I also am very like extroverted and people driven and stuff. So like, that's an immediate connection that I see, but I appreciate seeing women and men that are kind of like just human, like you said, but also very knowledgeable and intelligent in the way they make decisions and stuff like that. So okay, look yeah. at you. Both <laughs> your parents and real leaders. Oh, yeah. That was a, that was a far better. Look, there's a lot of examples of <laughs> poor leaders. Oh my gosh. And we've seen them. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Oh goodness. All right. Well I feel like I've learned so much about you. Yeah. Wait, don't you owe me a question? Or did you just ask me? All right. I'm going to end on a fun question because that was a super okay. deep question. Okay. okay. What's a food combination you enjoy, but others might find weird? Sour cream and eggs, baby. Sour cream and eggs. <laughs> you know what? I love some good sour cream. I would say that a lot of my food combinations growing up were mayo-based instead of sour cream. Okay. Yeah. I remember. I mayo too. Yeah. I remember mayo and fish sticks. Is that weird? No, I no. think it's fine. Okay. I mean, I feel like I put mayo and like, you do like the mayo and ketchup with fries. So, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So I'll eat weird things. I don't know that because I, I, some of the food combos I think are, are pretty generic, like taking French fries and dipping them in milkshake, hot sauce on popcorn. So some of these things I feel like they're a little bit more normal, but I will on a random weird occasion, it might align with the moon cycle. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I will drink dill pickle juice out of the jar. Perfect. They say that's a good hangover cure. So I don't know. <laughs> no lie. After you told me that yesterday, I may have tried to drink it. It helped a little bit. <laughs> but it could By just be my vomit. Well. <laughs> oh my God. Well, no, no, it was delicious. But I was like, uh, I still got a little bit of a headache. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, let's pillar it up. Pillar it up. Boop, boop. Okay, would you like me to go first? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So my laugh out loud was 
for the first time in years, I got throw up drunk on Wednesday. Wednesday. (laughs) Like... And it like the laugh out loud part was the next day when I was more coherent, Alex was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure when you made gin and tonics, cause I only made two, but he was like, I'm pretty sure you put the equivalent of like four shots in them. Cause I was thinking one part gin, one part tonic. That's, that's not how you make it, by the way, <laughs> not how you make it. And I thought I chose a small glass. I did not. You're like, <laughs> I was drinking out of a Stein. It's right. okay. <laughs> and so I was like having a great little Zoom party with my friends. And then afterwards, bam. And I may have comboed my gin and tonics that were extra strength for He-Man with crab ragoons. Mm, That's delicious. It would have been delicious had I not just slammed my face full of gin and tonics like I was 20. And yeah, so it, it didn't go well. And then the better part is when you get drunk with children, it's terrible. But when you're throw up drunk with children, they like to come knock on the bathroom door and ask, how's it going? Um, So my husband, yeah, my husband was a trooper and took care of everything. So the next day I tried dill pickle juice and, you know, so my laugh out loud was like, gosh. So I started asking people, when was the last time you got like throw up drunk? And they're like, Ooh, it's been a while. So I got to hear a lot of stories where people were like, well, Jaeger drunk is the worst. No, wine drunk is the worst. And here's why. So it was, it was definitely entertaining from that perspective, but (laughs) yeah, that was good. That was good. (laughs) So then my productivity was, uh, it, it was like a simple one, but I only was having one face mask to go out with. And I watched a tutorial on how you take a sock and it's like an ankle sock and you cut off the sides of it. And then you just cut a little on one side, on each side, just cut one side of the sock. And then it loops onto your face for a face mask. So I've made a couple of those now that my children would put on and everything. So that was my productivity was not searching for my stupid one mask anymore. And then my workout was I decided to cancel my subscription of LecFit, which is the trampoline rebounder. Oh, yeah, yeah. She is amazing. This lady is pregnant and still doing an hour-long trampoline thing. The reason I canceled it was I was doing it once every like month and it wasn't, it wasn't worth That's it. That's an expensive so, class if you're only doing it once right. a month. It was, it, was, it was like $20 and I was like, you know... I know I'm supposed to support small business and she's doing great, but for my own purposes, this is something I need to cancel. So on the last day before it canceled, I was like, let me just do one last one. And the workouts were amazing. She like combos, like these unique, like bar like things, but using the trampoline, it was like a head to toe workout, but I just, once a blue moon is when I feel like doing that. So, but it did get my butter off my buns. So, and I felt it the next day. So, and she, meanwhile, pregnant is like doing everything. And I'm like falling over like, <laughs> with no energy. I'm like, yep. All right. We have very different pregnancies apparently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not even pregnant and I don't have that. So yeah. What about your pillars? So for my laugh out loud, I was talking to my sister and I was like, Hey, how are the kids doing? And she's like, they're getting too smart. (laughs) What do you you mean? So I guess they figured out that on her phone, if you say like, Hey Siri, call 
X, Y, and Z, like it calls whoever you want. So she found out that Nicolina and Philip were just hanging out and they like sneaked and like stole her phone and they called their one cousin and were like, Hey Siri, call Natalia. And she didn't answer. So they left a voicemail. It was like, Hey Natalia, it's Nicolina. You know, we're just hanging out here doing not much of anything. Just want to see what you're doing. And, you know, everything is okay here. So probably going to eat some lunch. (laughs) (laughs) But we're just hanging out here. We're not doing anything. So give us a call. (laughs) And Natalia called Natasha and was like, the kids left a voicemail. Did you call? And she was like... What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's like so fun. I mean, it's just like, I am like fascinated of like what went through their head of like, they must've watched Natasha, you know, like the kids are absorbent. So like they watch the parents leave voices and stuff. So it was just like, oh, just trying to have some lunch soon and uh, not doing much here. Not very much. <laughs> and the other thing too, Natasha was like, so she's been trying to do Serbian language lessons with the kids. And like now the kids are kind of starting to pick up and they'll they'll like in every day they'll be like, you know, like, hey mama, how do you say this in Serbian? So Philip was playing with a dump truck and he wanted to know what the like the claw was called in Serbian. And Natasha didn't know because it's like a very technical term. Like yeah. she just didn't know, you know, what it was called in Serbian. And she was like, hmm, Philip, I'll have to look. And Nicolina chimes in and she looks at Philip and she's like, Philip. Mama, not so good at, at Serbian language. <laughs> like she threw so much shade at Natasha. <laughs> She's like, she not so good. She don't know very much. <laughs> so awesome. yeah, that was a little bit of laughter for my productivity. What did I do? Oh, I had a really good one. Oh, I have, I know we've done like automation edits in our emails and stuff, but I've had a lot of time. So I've been unsubscribing to things like a boss. Oh, yeah. And Google Gmail now has like a thing where it's like, oh, you haven't really, there's been no activity on this account. Do you want to unsubscribe? And I get so excited. I'm like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Unsubscribe. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Gmail. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I also had an issue recently. I got a notification that my card was compromised from my bank. Uh. And I, at first, I thought it was kind of like, I wasn't sure because I was looking at the account itself and there was no crazy charges or anything uh. like that. So I was like, is this like a fraudulent thing? Maybe like people are desperate, but it looked legit. And so I like tried to call, couldn't get through. And then I got a 
voicemail. But the voicemail, I guess because people are working from home, it sounded so sketch McSketchers. <laughs> it sounded like the person was in their car. <laughs> <laughs> like, hello, Miss And it, Of course, it was like Miss Malikovic. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I was like, this doesn't seem right. So I like had to call and I learned that there are machines like, like fraud driven machines at stores and stuff. I mean, obviously, hopefully not reputable stores, but I don't know where this happened that it, it replicates the chip on your card so they can actually like just duplicate the card basically so thank god that my bank found it which was great on them and i had to go through this whole process but i went to the i was able to go to the bank and get a new card printed so i guess that's my productivity i yeah i resolved fraud and i got a new card and you yeah and you unsubscribed so that's double duty yeah, good yeah. All right. Yeah. And my Butterburn was a couple of things. So I've, I've, you've inspired me. I have committed to like doing 10,000 steps a day, which like for me is kind of significant because like I'll do like one day I'll do like 15,000 steps, but then the next day I'll do 700. <laughs> it's yeah. called balance. Yeah. <laughs> But I have been going on these morning walks where I get my 10,000 steps in every day and it feels really good. And it's actually, I think taking that walk kicks up, you know, like the cortisol levels, all the things, and I feel good. And it feels good to get like that exercise portion out of the way. Like if I do nothing else, that's a bonus. I also researched just dance 2020 took a little break hiatus from that i did like a 40 minute dance workout the other day so good it's so like i was drenched in sweat i was embarrassingly terrible yeah yeah Yeah. so that was really fun and we're golfing so great stuff so okay you were like getting all the bio author buns i will say last week my goal was to get a power day every single day, which is the step bet challenge. It says my power day is a 17,000 steps. So every day I got 17,000 steps and I beat my personal record. I got 140,000 steps in a week. Wow. That's amazing. It was mind blowing. I'm not doing that that this week. And also weirdly, when you have a gin and tonic throw up time, <laughs> that was my freebie day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, did not. <laughs> I also, oh my gosh, why is my brain not working? I don't remember. Anyway. <laughs> because you know what? That's called pandemic brain now. And we did. Pandemic brain. We had like to our listeners, we have been talking with each other since for at least two hours trying to troubleshoot problems. So the fact that we are still friendly with each other is really a testament to our lady of leisureness. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And we apologize in advance for a little bit of a delayed. A little bit of delay. We also owe Dan a fruit basket for being such a great sport. Our our engineer, he's amazing. And he tries to help us. Like all the time. And all all like 
like today I sent him a message and it was like my head just exploding. Like it was an emoji. <laughs> and I was like, Jan, this is going to be, this is going to ruin us. And he's like, it's going to be okay. Like I'm, I was so dramatic about what I said. And I just like kept sending him screenshots of like the troubleshooting I'm trying to do. And he's like, okay. So <laughs> like he's so good. Yeah. And we, we've had workarounds and yeah. So with the pillars, our listeners have said that they want to hear our word of the week at the end of our episodes again, because they missed doing it with us. So would you like to reveal the word of next week? That was my intro. <laughs> the word of the week for next week is perspective. So. so feel free to send us your perspective on things. I've already lined up a few books that I plan on listening to on my walks to give me new perspective. And we'll be posting to Instagram if we have any revelations through our week. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Hello. Hello.